You are listening to Audio Drama in a Darker Shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. By the 22nd century, mankind had stretched forth its hand to command the stars. Other races were discovered, and as the human sphere of influence expanded, they were happy to live in peaceful coexistence, and humanity was on the verge of an evolutionary leap. The Terran Emperor was the first to ascend to the next step of human evolution. His advisors, who now styled themselves holy clerics, sought to force the other races to see the light of their religion. They began to subjugate the other races to the will of the Empire. The Ansys, who saw the Empire as decadent, illogical, and chaotic, waged war upon it. Admiral von Grippen, the brightest military mind in centuries, betrayed the Empire and removed the entire home fleet, collapsing the jump gate after him, leaving Earth and the Empire to be squashed under the heel of Ansys oppression. Now, 300 years after the fall of the Terran Empire, humans find themselves the subject race, stagnating on their own world, unable to evolve, either technologically or otherwise. It is into this oppressive world that the most unlikely of men are thrust into the roles of heroes. Darker Projects presents The Falcon Banner, Episode 8, The Stuff of Legends and Other Histories, Part 1. Scripted by Mark Brzee, based on The Falcon Banner, a novel by Christopher Patrick Lydon. Original music composed and performed by Kai Hartwick and Kevin McLeod. Featuring the voice talents of Seth Adam Shear as Darian Tane, Linda Townsend as Captain Tirana, Laura Post as Lauren, Brandon Cole as Commander Kit Durham, Eric Busby as Nazim, Mark Kalida as Kendrick, John Lipsy as Dr. Keir, Chris Snyder as Matt Elias, Josh DeLioncourt as The Guard, Perry Whittle as Orion Guard, Ellie Hirschman as Kurgil, Clemangus as Tempest One, Bill Holwig as Tempest Two, Jack Scrimshaw as Major Mayfair, Steve Anderson as Major Rousseau, Shane Harris as Colonel Ramsey, Mike Dent as Cat. Mark Brzee as Shale, Shire Smith as Moscone, Chip Joel as the Air Boss, and Matt McLaren as Tempest Marine. Previously on the Falcon Battle. Dr. Cornelius Keir, ship's surgeon. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. My gear is stowed in the back. You guys can take it to my quarters during this shift. I am going to settle into sickbay. Sir, you realize that we have no common language with the Elam. If they perceive us as a threat, they will open fire. Arm a missile. Arming missile banks. Just one missile, please. Arming one missile, Captain. Fire. Missile away, Captain. Targeting chosen vector. The atmosphere. It's igniting. It's engulfing all the swarm ships. You won. Forgive me if I don't feel like celebrating. Killing. People. Because I couldn't talk to them. Now I'm not saying the captain didn't get the job done, but can you imagine the power of the Imperial fighters against those puny little ships? We should be clear of the Elam in about 20 minutes. Come on, let's find somewhere I mean, quieter to eat. You saw their sure. firepower when they tried to damage Excalibur. They couldn't hardly make a scratch. And our fighters would have breezed through them like hot knives through butter. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I know. If it were easy, 
you need a reminder of cardiac. They were really so different. Night and day, Von Grippen used reason and calm temperance like tools. Cardiac's tools were turmoil, chaos, and hate. Nazine just gave us coordinates for the trade liner Million Tears. Captain Tirana's ship, the Arcanus Run. She's a good captain, and the Million Tears is one of the Orion's biggest ships. Then we best hurry. Tinker, tailor, soldier, sailor, rich man, poor man, beggar man, thief. Anonymous. Taran Nursery Rhyme. Captain's Log. God, the trade liner Million Tears is immense. I thought Excalibur was large, but Million Tears dwarfs us. Docked alongside her, Excalibur looks like a child's toy in comparison. Nazine has negotiated a 48-hour docking with her. I must admit having an Orion Imperial officer is handy. Lauren has managed to handle crew rotations, allowing for most of the crew to have a minimum of liberty, and assign ship's MPs to assist the Orion shipboard security crew. Permission to come aboard, Captain. To a hero of the Empire? I say you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Are you sure you want my boys over here terrorizing your bars and restaurants? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I've had a bunch of drunken sailors on my hands. So long as they follow the rules, it should be fine. So tell me, Captain, are all the rumors I'm hearing true? <sighs> I'm afraid they've all been embellished a little for dramatic effect. Good. Embellished stories are the best kind. They're more fun that way. Come. I've had our cooks prepare a hot meal for you, and you can tell me all about this business of yours. Thank you, Captain. Okay, there's four of us, three long straws, and one short one. The person that pulls the shortest straw... I have an alternative. Okay, then. Let's hear it. I am a command-level officer. Technically, I outrank you all with the exception of the captain. Are you sure you can handle this? I have been a commander for a very long time. I think I can handle sitting watch for two days in dock. Besides, the captain will be back soon. I doubt that he wants to stay too far away from the ship too long. Go. If there's any trouble, call me. You have my word. Go shop, or whatever your organics do for fun these days. <laughs> okay. Back soon. Hi. What do you want? I wanted to say I'm sorry. About the restaurant on Eisenhower. About the pilots. About everything. Right. Mayfair still off with the captain? <sighs> Meeting with the captain of the trade liner. Darian hopes to get intel on the Polians from her. Mayfair's the closest thing we have to a military specialist, so he volunteered to go along. 
That means you have a few hours alone. Do you want some company? Are you? Yes. Get some relax. I mean, relax, Kier. Yes, sir. Not likely. Too much to do. And here we have the lucky winner of the first annual Matthew Pierce Elias Appreciation Club Member for the Year Award. The prize being an entire day with yours truly. A day of shore leave and relaxation on the trade liner of your dreams. Well, maybe not of your dreams, but we'll get a tetanus shot first. <laughs> Elias, you look ridiculous. That Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses are silly. Fine. You want to turn me down? Then I get to ramp up the lights in here until they're as bright as a California summer day. Toss a bit of sand down in the corner, set up a deck chair. Hey, it's not a real beach, but if you're going to be a spoil sport, then I'm going to have to improvise. Personally, I'd rather do some shopping on my shore leave and check out the trade liner. But if you'd rather have sand... Okay. But we can't stay too long. I have to get some work done. What is that smell? We can talk about that after you get changed. I want you in whatever passes for outrageous tourist costume on your homeworld. Oh, and bring a camera. I'll meet you in the airlock room in half an hour. Are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. Good, because I want to buy you lunch. We are getting bold. <laughs> All right, so long as we aren't eating Orion cuisine, I'll be happy. <laughs> oh no, something far better. Look. Val McGregor's. I'm impressed. Real home cooking's a rare find out here. Let's face it. Chef doesn't know how to cook anything more complex than instructions on a carton. <laughs> Why is it you become all sweet and charming when no one else is around to see it? Barkeep, two pints of lager. What? The flight suit's removable. Shale and Nazine were betting you had it surgically attached. I'm just proud of my squad. Team captain, huh? Next thing I know, you'll be telling me old football stories. So, Wing Commander, why the sudden change? Pretty girls have that effect on men. So, what do you think of the ship? Honestly? Darian's a good captain. You don't do the things he's done and not earn respect. It's just... I think we need to do more. Instead of playing hide-and-seek in the back end of nowhere, we need to be making a push for Earth. Excuse me, but are you an officer from the Excalibur? Excuse me, aren't you Dr. Keir? Yes. Sir, you don't seem dressed for duty? Oh, that. <laughs> I'm meeting Lieutenant Elias here. We're heading to the Million Tears. My apologies. Come on! Apparently there's a racquetball store on the trade liner, and I desperately need a new racket. Oh, and Togs! You have to stop at Togs! Lauren was telling me that it's one of the biggest fast food chains in the Orion Directorate. Best tuva route in the known universe, did you know that? <laughs> Speedball is good. I don't know what Togs is, but there's this pub called Val's. Documents, please. By the way, Val's is an eyesore. Um, 
You somehow expected more. It's fairly out of the way, Elias. Compared to some of the places I've been to, it's paradise. And if you don't mind me saying so, it's not exactly warm here, either. Speedball first? There's the bar. Are you sure you wouldn't prefer the beach? Actually, this was your idea. But anything to get warm. Um, Elias? There's supposed to be a speedball tournament in there, as evidenced by those Orions and Marines dressed in speedball uniforms. And me without my bug spray. How about we avoid the... Crap. It's Kurgil. Who? It's Jordan's little glob fly engineer. What the hell? Don't ask. Just know that he's big, mean, and has a chip on his shoulder when it comes to me. Um, hey, if you're looking for the restrooms, I'm sure they're in the exact opposite direction. Um, you know, back the way you came? <laughs> little human, if we were not working together, I'd send you for a rest. It would only take a moment. He actually has a lot more energy than that, and doesn't need much rest. A Canaan? <laughs> Lesson one. Engineers always know how to sneak weapons through metal detectors. Don't just stand there. Get him! Run! Woohoo! I read a map. This way. Don't worry. Kurgil's not dead. He's just electroencephalographically challenged. You're crazy. You know that. I should explain that. Here, behind this comm booth. Jordan was my former employer. Kurgil worked for him, and since I no longer work for Jordan, accidentally helping Darian steal a ship and giving Jordan's men the slip at Haligonian Station, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't much like me. <sighs> hey, look! Vini, Viti, Visa. I came, I saw, I did a little shopping. <laughs> and I thought surely it would be boring. Sure. Come on, we should browse. This. If I'm right, these symbols date back to... to the most boring period of the blah blah civilization of yawning prime. Sorry. Science geek attack. Funny, though. Familiar smell. Scents are important to my people. They are the most powerful emotional triggers, you know. Yeah? Then what was that crack about my cologne in sickbay? Tempest. Our ancestors were marooned here when the Empire fell. We had no ships, nothing. When we finally managed to cobble enough parts together to build a ship, it was too late. Cardiac's fleet was gone, cut off from the rest of the Empire. We have to help them. I'm sorry. We only just arrived at the trade liner this morning. How did you know we were going to be here? We didn't. We were just about to depart. We were aboard trading for parts and supplies when we saw the Excalibur dock. An Imperial warship. His warship. What do you need from us? Nothing. It's, it's just we've been waiting for a long time for some small sign that some small part of the Empire might have survived. That we were not alone. We'll come. Help out as much as we can. I'll talk to Captain Tain personally. This doesn't feel right. You'd be welcome. Any news of the Empire and a chance to help you liberate Earth. This is just not right. You trust this? I mean, I know Kendrick posed an impassioned argument for them, but... We have to go. Even the chance at a safe haven is something we can't afford to pass over. 
We can't resupply at the trade liner. We simply don't have time, and technically, they're a neutral port. I will, however, keep the ship on standby alert. Keep the Marines ready. First sign of trouble, and we'll get the hell out of there. Yes, sir. I'll notify the crew once we're ready to depart. I will destroy every homeworld you have. You cannot stop me. I will destroy every colony you have. You cannot stop me. I will destroy every fleet you have. You can not stop me. Warlord Cardiac, broadcast at the Battle of Skyella. I'll give them one thing. Kendrick really taught them to fly those fighters well. Yep. Raptor 403 calling Tempest Tower. For once, I want to go to a planet where it isn't raining or snowing or just generally miserable. <laughs> Raptor 403 calling Tempest Tower. Raptor 403, this is Tempest Tower. You're cleared to land. Wind 0 0 at 15. Altimeter 30.01. Confirm, Tempest Tower, thank you. R-403 out. 1,000 above decision height. 500 above decision height. 200 above decision height. Approach lights. Gears down, three green, no red. Boards, flaps, spoilers, slats. R-403 to escort wing. Raptor 403 to ground. See you guys. job is to protect Falcon 1 here. Get moving! Captain Tane, sir. Major! This way, sir, if you please. You and your command, of course, sir. Flight Commander Kendrick, Marine Major Mayfair, and their men. An honor, gentlemen. Skipper, the one-lane bridge! To that island there! Yep, this has to be one of Cardiac's bases. Captain, sir. Welcome to Tempest 3B. Colonel. Colonel Ramsey. A pleasure to be here, sir. Major Martin Mayfair, first carrying expedition, sir! 
Good to see a yellow jacket out there. Uh, Someone has to keep an eye out for blue blood, sir. Indeed. And who would you be? Wing Commander Kendrick Layton, Paladin Squadron. Indeed. Well, welcome, Wing Commander. I see you met my exec. Colonel, how about you deliver a situation report? Of course. Uh, Perhaps I can offer your men some refreshments. So, let me understand this. They've been stuck here for hundreds of years, and they're descendants of the original troops who were stranded. That seems about right. Our Lieutenant Colonel Ramsey is the descendant of a Private Ramsey who served in the Fifth Army. It appears they have a small colony on this planet of uh, about 40,000 people, all military trained and belonging to House Cardiac. So what do they want from us? As yet, I don't know. So far, they're offering to help us. We could use the help. Resupplying Excalibur with Imperial parts would go a long way to helping us transverse Polian territory. It's fortunate you outranked the good base commander. No, it's not that easy. I'm an Imperial naval captain, and this is his base. He has to show me respect, but if I start barking orders, that could cause a problem. (laughs) You should have asked the Archduke for a promotion when he gave you that fancy cross. It seems this was a forward base of Cardiac's attack on the Polian fleet. A lot of the crews that weren't killed and couldn't fit in the surviving ships made it back here. God, the battle lasted three days. Napoleons threw everything they had to stop Cardiac. And didn't succeed. I've made some arrangements for your accommodations on the base. Uh, We can begin the tactical briefing in the morning. I should return to my ship. Nonsense, Captain. I won't hear of it. You're a guest of House Cardiac tonight. Sir, there are security precautions I must take. Falcon 1 is my responsibility on the ground. Naturally, Major. Whatever arrangements you deem necessary... If 120 fighters, best aerospace fighters in existence. VMA 23. Black Knights, we have a history predating the Empire. We're some of the best dropship and support flyers the Empire has to offer. What's your squadron code? We don't have one. We're an ad hoc unit thrown together on the Excalibur. Should be easy enough to look up, if you want, sir. Excalibur, you say? Old von Grippen's flagship. Here we go. VF-54. Congratulations, Wing Commander. She's a proud unit. Served under Wing Commander Landor during the Apollon Rift campaign. Earned several unit citations, too. VF-54 Paladin Squadron. I like it. Hey, cats! Yes, WC? Turns out our squadron's designated VF-54. We should see about having the planes painted properly. Take a bit of pride in our appearance. Yes, sir. Seems they expect us to stay the night. Do you want me to send down a second platoon? Uh, shouldn't be necessary. They seem to be treating us like guests for the time being. This seems just like it's going to take longer than I thought. Right. Should I pass a message on to someone that you won't be home tonight? <laughs> Let me guess. Short stuff is standing directly beside you, listening to every word. I am not. <laughs> I'll check in with you tomorrow morning. Going to need an engineering team down here so you can find out what you need for the ship. All right. I'll make sure all the kitties are tucked away up here, Skipper. Just keep yourself in one piece down there. Good night. Captain Tain out.
so nice to be on solid ground for a change. on. Sick bay. Keeping you up? I don't know. You're a construct. That was what I smelled. I. <laughs> no. Canaan pups go through the same thing. They have to sleep with their mother until they're ready to be weaned. I can finish up tomorrow. You can bunk with me tonight. Come on. Coming? Anomalous substance analyzed. Substance and sus DNA. Do you have any threes? I swear you cheat. <laughs> what do you think of this House of Cardiac business? Hmm. Yeah, makes me uneasy too. These humans haven't had a chance to remember how the old empire became at the end. I read the histories. The convert-or-die speeches given to worlds they came across. Cardiac's forces swept down to destroy infidels. Very, very bad for business. I know Darian's not like that. It's all these other Imperials. At least Von Karen was part of the Commonwealth, so we know he's progressive. What about this lot? 
For all we know, they're itching to pick up where they left off, looting, burning, and pillaging their way across the stars. All for some immortal emperor the Amsis killed ages ago. We'll just have to make sure the skipper makes it through this. No matter what, so long as he's about, he won't allow that to happen again. He'll kick their asses. <laughs> Blow up their gas giant with a single missile. Cook their little planet if they so much as breathe a conversion speech. It's your go. do it. Talk to the ship? No, that's easy. You just have to read her emotions correctly. I mean, how do you remain so calm? You're tied more closely to her than any of us. Your skin must be crawling considering her feelings toward Cardiac. Cardiac, like me, is nothing more than a memory. It's been a very long time, and there's a saying where I come from. You can only sharpen a sword so many times before you wear out the blade. I doubt they've had much of a chance to think about conquest while leaking out a survival on such a remote world in the middle of hostile territory. I don't know. Hatreds have a way of festering, sometimes lasting generations. Maybe. Von Grippen believed attacking Napoleons, longtime allies of the Empire, was a mistake. He was right. Professor J. Belovitz. The myth behind the man. The intel of the captain of the million tears gave me starting to make more sense now. Polyan fleet had been ruined by the Imperial invasion. Polyan alliance was fractured. When they survived the Imperial invasion, they were in no condition to attack anyone. I can use this knowledge when dealing with them. Captain, sir. The colonel requests that you join him for breakfast on the terrace. Fine, Major. Lead on. Good morning, Captain. Something tells me you're a man that's seen a bit of action. You could say that. The Captain fought in the Battle of Eisenhower with just the Excalibur. Two Amsis battle groups and a space station. He won. So I gathered from the news data we downloaded from Excalibur. Seems the good Captain has been quite busy leading the 5th Column Resistance against the Amsis, finding Von Grippen's fleet, helping to restore the Empire. I do what needs to be done. So, Colonel, what do you want to discuss with me this morning? We're loyal Imperial citizens. We want to do our part to ensure that you succeed in freeing Earth from those Amsis bastards. It's a chance to get off this damned rock and go home. I see. Well, Excalibur is a strike cruiser. We're not equipped to transport your armies. No, but your ship could help us get the ships we need. 
What do you propose? The Skyella Nebula is the graveyard of hundreds of Imperial ships that were destroyed by the Polians. Troop transports and dreadnoughts, cruisers and destroyers. That's a lot of ships. Yes. We have managed to, over the years, piece together an accurate position of every ship lost in the Battle of the Skyella Nebula from data records like this. And you need us to help you recover one of these ships? We have managed a lot with what we have here. We can assemble small salvaging parties and have managed to penetrate the outer layers of the nebula. But our ships lack the range needed to penetrate deeper into the nebula to where the main bulk of the fleet is. You want me to take my ship in there and bring you back a transport ship? Yes. One of the troop transports should be enough for me to safely load our forces on and return to the Empire. Once there, we can position ourselves along with the mainstay of your invasion fleet and offer you highly trained ground forces for your fight to liberate our homeworld. I can't afford to wait for you. There's no telling what kind of condition these ships are, and if I do recover one for you, I can't escort you back to the Empire. I understand that. We'll refit the vessel here and then head directly for Earth and join your forces as soon as we can. Two entire battalions of Imperial shock troops, equipment... It's an opportunity we can't afford to miss. Two battalions of troops and equipment will make invading Earth a lot easier. That's if they honor their side of the deal. What guarantees are they offering? I mean, there's nothing to stop them from attacking the Polian Alliance once they get a ship. Mm, they don't have the strength. They can at best field three fighter squadrons and a couple of battalions of troops, but that won't be enough to dent the Polian forces. That hasn't stopped people before. We need to be very careful what we give them access to. Agreed. One troop transport, no warships, and we control the operation. So, what's the plan? We're taking aboard a squadron of Tempest Marine Aviators, elements of the VMA-23. The Black Knights. They're equipped to fly dropships, conduct boarding actions and the like. Right. Once Excalibur is into the nebula, we select a ship. The Knights fly over it, Mayfair's Marines and an engineering crew from Excalibur board it. We secure towing cables from the Excalibur and just pull her out. Smooth, simple salvage operation. Excalibur's not a tugboat. He's got a point. We're going to have to take it slowly, but we should be able to manage it so long as we keep the towing stress down and try not to hit anything coming out. Hmm. So the question is, do we attempt this? The rewards are worth the risk. Two battalions on D-Day will make all the difference. This makes me uneasy, but Marty's right. We need all the help we can get in what's to come. I spent time with the Black Knights. They're a good bunch of people. I'd trust them. I'm in. I'll lead the engineering team. And before you complain, Skipper, you need someone across there that knows about salvaging ships. Excalibur doesn't like this, but she's willing to follow her captain's orders. She gets a vote, just like the rest of us. Then she votes to do this, but urges caution. As do I. Then it's settled. Major, radio down to the base and inform them that we'll help. Yes, sir! We have a unique opportunity here. There are more important things at stake here than the ideas of a man hundreds of years in his grave. If we go back to Earth and we assist in the invasion, the Imperials stand a good chance of actually succeeding. Whereas your plan, it's suicide. You're not seeing the bigger picture. No, Major. It is you that is failing to see the big picture. My answer is no, and that is final. Sir. Yes, sir. 
I'm glad we agree. Send in the Knight Squadron leader. Angelina. Squadron leader Mascani, Colonel Sir, reporting as ordered. I have an assignment for you, Squadron leader. I'm deploying VMA-23 to the HMS Excalibur as a Marine support wing assisting in the salvage operation of an Imperial troop transport from the Skyella Nebula. Sir, we're an attack squadron, not babysitters. For the time being, you're babysitting. This isn't a debate. Get your 120s and dropships airborne and marshal aboard the Excalibur by... 1600 hours. Sir, yes, sir. So stubborn, just like your mother. Captain's log, HMS Excalibur. The ship is starting to buzz. With the addition of the Black Knight, we now have a full tactical wing on board. The F-120 Orcas sit on the flight deck ready to be stowed away. Lauren met with some obstacles with the new arrivals from Tempest. Flight leader Moscone proved especially challenging. Get that gear dressed! I want those planes ready for inspection! She's one hell of a woman, isn't she? Hmm. I don't recall giving authorization. Captain, sir. Colonel Ramsey sends his compliments. He thought it best to assign me to oversee our end of the operation. He's a bit anxious to get off Tempest. I have our orders here, sir. Seems we have a few more guests, number one. Can we fit them into the barracks? We might have room if we have some of the crew hot bunk. I mean alternate who sleeps in a bed based off of shift. But the officer... I'll sleep with my men, first officer. It's only for a few days. It shouldn't be a problem. Very well then, Major. I leave you to my first officer's more than capable hands. You're pissed off. Damn right I am. Watch that ordinance, you monkey! Do you want to destroy the ship before the mission even begins? Do you want me to keep an eye on them? Hmm, I think that would be a good idea. Welcome aboard, Major Rousseau. This is nice. We train for starship operations, but this is the first time I've been on a starship, let alone the first time I've seen an Imperial one outside of a textbook. It must be a relief to be off-planet. I lived a while on Arulia, a small colony in the Terran-occupied zone. That must have been hard, living in the shadow of the creatures that oppressed your people. Exactly. Living harvest to harvest, and watching the hegemony come by every year and collect its Taxes. Bastards. Funny. Never used to be that way. Once upon a time, we collected taxes from them. The good times. Indeed. For the Polians. Polians? But we attacked them. <laughs> Who told you that? Amsa's propaganda. The Polians were exploiting their alliance with the Empire. They used their diplomacy to hide the fact that they were occupying our border colonies. They started the conflict, and then they broke the Imperial fleet at Skyella. I didn't realize. 
I studied history at university. It was always very sterile. The AMSAs just listed what happened, never the why. There is always a reason for war. Napoleons, the AMSAs, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is we are in a fight for survival of the species. And we're losing. No, we can win. We have the ships, we have the troops. So as long as we stay united, we can beat the AMSAs. But the AMSAs aren't the only enemy. Once the Polians learn the Empire is being restored, whose side do you believe they'll be on? Think about that when you go to bed tonight. He's right. How do you defeat fear? Turn and face the demon. Von Grippen, Excalibur Logs. I wouldn't recommend taking the Excalibur into the nebula. We're tough, but Excalibur would act like a giant conductor in there. Stand a chance of frying every system on this ship. How did Cardiac take his ships in there? They were insulated against it. Cardiac felt the nebula would give his ships a key advantage over the Polian warships, and ordered all of his ships outfitted with special conductors that channeled the electrical discharges around his ships instead of through them. Elias, can we modify the Excalibur in the same way? Thanks. Um, I'd need a week and a repair station to do it. And we don't have half the things we need to retrofit a ship this big. Well, there goes the original plan. If we can't get the Excalibur in there, how are we supposed to tow the ship out? We think smaller. Do we have the parts in time to make these modifications to our dropship? Hmm, we should. The F-120s from Tempest were from this fleet, so they're probably already configured for this. Right. That's how we do it. We send two dropships in with engineering crews, repair the transport as best we can, and fly it out under an F-120 escort. Our own fighters won't be able to go with them. The new flyers should be fine, but... It'll mean that we'll have no control over what goes on inside that nebula. I have no intention of handing control of this mission to the Cardiacs. Tell Kendrick I want him and his best pilot flying the dropships. Major Mayfair, I want two squads of our Marines, one for each dropship, escorting the engineers. We'll let them fly escort, but we continue to control the boarding teams. I do not like this at all. Why do I volunteer for missions like this? Okay, vest, tools, blaster... I hate Darian making me carry a blaster. I probably won't need it, but it makes him feel better. Damn, he's right, I do need a haircut. There goes. You guys ready? You know the drill. Minimal operations and we scoot, right? Okay, on board. I'll be in the cockpit. We all set? Seem to be. Boss, E-X-O-1 on deck L1 Taxi. E-X-O-1 Taxi Cat 2 Squawk, 0542. 
Cat 2 for E dash, X dash, O dash 1. Squawking 0, Fiverr, 4, 2. X dash O dash one requesting right turnout. Zero one, right turnout approved. Button four. Good day. Switching. Thanks, boss. EXO one, this is Night Leader with you. We're outbound 040, 15 miles. You have seven one hundred twenties flying escorts. Good afternoon, Night Leader. Excalibur control to EXO one. Go ahead. EXO-1, you will be out of radio contact once you enter the nebula. Be advised, our navigational beacons will be active to give you a point of reference. Try not to get lost in there. Acknowledged, Excalibur Control. Wish us luck. EXO-1, good luck. Approaching the heart of the nebula. Look at all those Polian ships. I expected a lot of Imperial ones, but not this many Polians. Holy crap! Look! The Lion's Pride! Stop. My pistol is pointed directly at the base of your skull, Wing Commander. <gasps> those patches on your uniforms. Move, Shorty. want you to do exactly what I tell you to do. What do you want me to do? Call the escorts. Tell them we're experiencing a malfunction in the flight stabilizers. Okay. Night Leader, this is E-X-O-1. We are experiencing a malfunction. EX-1, this is Night Leader. What kind of malfunction? Over. Night Lead, it's a stabilizer failure. What now? Tell them you have to set down, that your engineer back there can fix it, but you have to set down to do it. Night lead, I'm setting down on Lion's Pride to perform repairs. Negative EX-1, deviation from the flight plan is not ordered. I suggest you remind her who is in command of this flight. Night lead, I am in command here. I'm setting down on Lion's Pride to perform repairs. You are to continue on to target escorting E-X-O-2. I will link up with you at target as soon as repairs are complete. EX-1 night lead understood. Well done, Wing Commander. Now set us down. What the hell is he doing? 
The CEO just doesn't break orders without a reason. If he says he has a problem, he must have one. No way to get a radio message out to Excalibur, is there? Sorry, sir. We have radio up a couple times, but beyond that, the signal gets bounded back by the nebula. Right then, looks like we'll have to trust in Mr. Elias's ability to fix the problem while we continue on to the transporter. Night Leader EX-02, I'm going to begin my docking procedure with the transport. Acknowledge DX-2. Good luck. Why is the Lion's Pride powering up? EX-1, what the hell do you think you're doing? EX-1, if you do not respond, I will open fire. Night Leader, this is Major Rousseau. You will hold back. That is an order, Squadron Leader. Major Rousseau? What the hell? This is none of your concern, Yellow Jacket. What happened to my men, Blue Blood? Major Rousseau, what's going on? What the hell are you doing to that ship? Stand down, Squadron Leader. We have orders from Colonel Ramsey. You know I am doing this, don't you, Wing Commander? You betrayed us. I'm following my orders. Following a plan left to us by a great man. A man who wasn't afraid to do what had to be done in order to ensure the safety of our race. You have us at gunpoint and you betrayed the Captain's trust. I'm going to make a choice you and I both know he would never be able to make. I am going to stop the Polians before they have a chance to join forces with the Amsis and crush any chance our people have for freedom. That's... What are you going to do? You'll see. Stop! You're not going to shoot me. Damn. Cats, get us to the Lion's Pride now! Aye, sir. What about the Black Knight, sir? Indeed. What the hell is Maver doing? Night lead to all knights. Form up on X2. Provide escort. Get 
that torpedo loaded at once. Sir, what do we do with the engineer? Lieutenant Elias, leave him here. Great. Okay, what now? I have it. The engineering station. I'll vent the atmosphere from the ship. Those bastards won't get the lion's pride from Matthew Elias. Truck's been activated. Crap, where's that comp panel? Damn, Mayfair's crew are almost here. I've got to warn them. Got it. It's ready to blow! Who is this? The Lion's Pride! It's a trap! God, I hope I can make it to the dropship. The Lion's Pride! It's a trap! They're venting atmosphere. Get us out of here! Damn! Elias! been listening to the falcon banner episode 8 the stuff of legends and other histories part 1 scripted by mark brizzi based on the falcon banner a novel by christopher patrick Lydon. original music composed and performed by kai hartwig and kevin mcleod the series is produced and directed by chris snyder co-produced by mark brizzi post-production by chris snyder special thanks to christopher patrick Lydon for making the series possible the executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been on Darker Projects Production.